Long before I was born, he came as the spearhead of an alien invasion. This world will fall. Like all the others. We have families. Why does everyone keep telling me that? There are enemies coming from far away. I need warriors. Just like a bat. You really are out of your mind. I'm not the one who brought a pitchfork. Welcome to You Have to Watch This Podcast. I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. And today we're doing something we don't do often on this show, and that's revisit a movie that we talked about before. Uh, Back in 2017, Ryan and I did an episode talking about Justice League, directed by Zack Snyder, starring Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, Ezra Miller, Ray Fisher, and Jason Momoa. I was just looking at the picture, trying to remember all their names. Um... (sighs) That was back before Devin joined the show. Devin joined us. Devin joined us about a year later, uh, and with Zack Snyder's Justice League dropping this Thursday on HBO Max, not a sponsor, we decided to have Devin go into the Snyder Cut, knowing what the theatrical cut of Justice League was. Because if you don't learn from history, it's bound to repeat itself. Uh, (laughs) So we're going to talk about Justice League today. Um, so this is a film Ryan and I both saw in theaters, and we'll yes. get into more of that. If you want to go back and listen to that episode, you can. I'm pretty sure we recorded it in a car at a Turkey Hill parking lot. That's all really? I remember about that. I thought we did some of it driving back on 81. We did. It, it was a weird thing we did, because our first episode was Man of Steel, and we did that in the car. We did Batman v Superman in the car after that, Yeah. Uh, back when we were experimenting with this podcast thing. And here we are, 199 episodes later. Um, wow. <laughs> a lot live on Twitch and Facebook. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so Ryan and I both saw this film, and we're going to get... Ryan, how, how did you remember this film? Oh, I hated it. Uh, <laughs> the It was... I I hate saying this. It was not what I was expecting, but that's not why I hated it. Uh, just Batman versus Superman was over uh, was underwhelming, and I was hoping that this was going to pick it up a little bit, and it didn't. And I I I had a different experience viewing it uh, viewing it this time. Okay. So yeah, so I remember liking the film but i wasn't in the best state of mind when this movie came out um and we can get into that later um because i do want to talk about that a bit but i don't want to get into that at the top of the show uh i remember being mixed on it i enjoyed elements of this i was very much looking forward to it but i know that i haven't revisited it because of the snyder cut movement after I learned a lot about what the Snyder Cut was and what happened in post-production for this film, I had no desire to revisit it until now. Uh, even this week, I was debating if I wanted to re- revisit this uh, for this show. 
Um, so that being said, Devin, on your first viewing, what did you think of the Justice League, as we've come to call it? <laughs> I love calling it the Justice League. So it's oh, weird. I, I actually were, knew. I thought you were going to say you what? loved the film. I was like, I was not expecting that. Um, no. <laughs> so here's the thing. So I came into it in a weird place where I knew it was bad. I knew you both didn't like it. So my expectations were like barest of minimum, right? So I started most of it with just like, this is how every DC movie feels to me, where I just do not care what's happening on screen. I do not care about the heroes. I do not care about the villains. There is fun in here. Jason Momoa is 90% of that fun. Uh, But there is good in here. And I think overall my impression of it is I don't like it. I won't watch it again. But I you can tell the parts, at least I could, I think, because Joss Whedon came in. I don't know anything about the history, but Joss okay. Whedon came in and wrote parts of it, right? Yeah, we'll get when we'll get into that. But yes, he okay because I think Joss he, Whedon did take he did get a screenwriting credit for this. Okay, for there this were version. parts. There were parts of it where I went, that feels like a Joss Whedon line, and is really awkward to hear Batman say. Yeah, like those kinds of things. I was like, I don't. I don't enjoy that at all, and it felt like it had a bit of an identity crisis, which, I mean, might be because I know that there's a Snyder Cut coming out and know a little bit about the history, but it just felt like tonally it was all over the place. I didn't care about the bad guy. I don't know what the bad guy's deal was. We'll get into the weeds with me if you guys want, but, like, man, it was – the movie's a mess. Yeah, uh, (laughs) rewatching it today, uh, two things happened. I laughed more than I expected to at mostly Mm -hmm. Jason Momoa. The scene where he sits on the lasso of truth is still funny to me. uh, Yes. Mostly because of his performance. Um, The problem with this movie is not the cast. The cast is, everyone in this cast is doing their jobs with what they have. Um. The problem is the script. It, it is a mess. It My main problem with this film is it does not fit. If you look at Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justice League as a trilogy, this is the, uh, the ugly duckling. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't match the universe that's been established in the first two films. The characters don't line up. Lois Lane is not the Lois Lane that we saw for two previous films, even though she's barely in this one. Uh, Somehow they took two scenes with her, three scenes with her, and ruined her character completely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I th- I enjoyed parts of this version, but there's so much baggage there now. I can't, in good faith, say that I like this film anymore. And I see, I don't, yeah, I don't know the baggage. Okay, we'll get we'll get into the baggage. Um, here in a bit. I want to talk about my my state of mind when I first saw this and said I liked it. Um, So in November of 2017, when this film came out, there was a, there was a two week span in between Thor Ragnarok and justice league. So I saw Thor Ragnarok within those two weeks, I was laid off from my job. So all Mm -hmm. I had to look forward to was justice league. And I was like, damn it. I am going to love this movie. It's got Batman. It's got Superman. Danny Elfman's bringing back his Batman score, and he's using the John Williams Superman score. I'm going to love this. I saw it twice in two days, once with my wife, once with Ryan for the show. And the second time, I was like, 
no, I think I still kind of like it. Like, like in complete denial. <laughs> oh no. Um, so that's where I was when I saw this the first time. Um, so in hindsight, yeah, I w- probably wasn't in the best state to go see a, a new movie and judge it fairly. Um, but here we are now, and I feel like I can say a lot more. Um, so, Ryan, was there anything in your rewatch that you enjoyed that we haven't touched on yet? Um, I, I, when it comes to what you guys have touched on, I, I still feel like we're talking about the overarching yeah. movie as a whole. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we can get um, into details. Like, did you, is there a scene that you like, a character that stands out to you, a moment? I, I actually am having the complete opposite reaction that you are, Alan, when it okay. comes to this. Because when I first saw it, like I said, I was extremely underwhelmed by it. And it, it didn't... Like, I like Man of Steel. Batman versus Superman was... Eh. And then this was just a complete, like, basement drop. But then when I've been... Like, I saw it once, was it last week or two weeks ago, I told you guys that I was like, hey, I randomly watched it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it again yesterday, and I tried watching it again today. Um, and honestly, I think this is a good background movie for me. Oh, that's cool. So there are problems, major problems, but nothing any worse than, like, I don't just your average bad film. Okay. So. Where would you rank this... I'm curious for both of you. Where would you rank mm-hmm. this in the DCEU? We've done a few films on there from, from there by now. We did Wonder Woman 84. We did Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't done Birds of Prey, but we did Shazam this week. Where does this fit in all of the that series for you? I would rather watch this than Aquaman. Wow. Or... If somebody laid out all of the DC movies and they didn't mm-hmm. have like Man of Steel in there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like it would be tough for me to pick Justice League, either one of the Wonder Woman movies, Aquaman, or Batman versus Superman over one another. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Devin, how about you? I think for me, it would be it's third to last. The only two that I wouldn't watch are Wonder Woman 84 and uh, Suicide Squad again. But this like wins out over both of those for me. I, I'd be quicker to watch Wonder Woman 84 than this. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, at least this version of Justice League. Um, so what about you? What, hmm? uh, where, would this, where would this fall for you? This would fall towards the bottom. Uh, I think the yeah. only film that I would not watch before this would be suicide squad so it's like bottom two for me okay i I would even revisit aquaman i would definitely revisit shazam like shazam i think i think my top three for the dceu are man of steel batman v superman and shazam that's cool followed by a harley quinn and the birds of prey that one was a really good one yeah um was aquaman as bad as it wasn't it wasn't bad it's just jason momoa was great it's just i don't care at all about the trench Oh, okay. Um, and we're getting a whole movie about it, so yay. Uh, mm. Yeah, Aquaman's fine for me. I it's, I'm, I think the reason Aquaman got so much attention at the box office is because people like Jason Momoa a lot. Um, 
That's why I liked it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I... <laughs> I'm trying not to make a joke right now because of the chat. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, <laughs> Ryan got Ryan it. Got it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... Justice League's pretty low on my list, but I really like everything leading up to this with uh, Batman and Superman in this series. Okay. So, have you even got? Yeah, I cup? think. Yeah, that's cool. I think Wonder Woman eighty four. I think seeing Wonder Woman eighty four before this movie ruined parts of this movie for me. That's understandable. Um, and I think I'm gonna. I'll get into it a little bit. Is I hate, hate, hate Wonder Woman in this movie uh, because her character arc is, I miss my old boyfriend. She mentions it like, once. But it's, I, but it's too much. It's already too much. And I feel like in, if this was the, the next movie that I had seen after the original Wonder Woman, I'd be like, oh, Chris Pine, I miss him too. But now that I watched 84, I'm like, get her a different story, please. I'm so yeah. sick of her talking about this boyfriend. You know, no, that that is fair. I didn't think of it from that standpoint because I, I we we saw this. At, this was the movie right after Wonder Woman. Like Wonder Woman was in, oh, in okay. the summer. This yeah. came out in November. So mm-hmm. if you watch it in that order, it makes kind of sense. But but it's like not chronological for her. Well, also like she disappears for a hundred years, except for 1984 for some reason. Like we just forget <laughs> about that. She like pops in, yeah, we, and also yeah. forgets to fly in this one. Yeah, and everyone forgets about that time everyone got their wishes granted. Uh. And if, and, if <laughs> and after watching Batman v Superman, if Bruce Wayne's, um, if Bruce Wayne's parents had died three years before everyone got their wishes granted, like I'm pretty sure he'd remember that time he wished for his parents to come back and had to wish <laughs> them away. <laughs> That's uh, a good point. In the chat, we That's got, heartbreaking. We got um. Another ranking for the DCEU. Man of Steel, Birds of Prey, Justice League, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Batman v Superman. And they haven't seen Wonder Woman 84. I like that ranking a lot, though. And I like Man of Steel at the top because, like, of the DCEU, like, that scene where Superman has to, like, snap Zod's neck, I guess, spoilers for Superman Man of Steel, <laughs> that's, like, a great scene. And I, like, will watch that almost any day of the week. Okay, so... When it comes to to eighty four, two things. Mm-hmm. One, Devin, now knowing how soon this movie came out after the original Wonder Woman, does that yeah. kind of change your feeling on that line? That one line, the one time she brings up her boyfriend, the whole in Justice League? all she ever says in that movie is Chris. Pine. No, uh, it does. We, we can't okay. bring back Superman okay. because my boyfriend's dead. <laughs> like, is that what, that's what you heard the whole time? <laughs> Like, the whole time. I yeah. saw it in her like, eyes. Like when they're, when they're about to bring back Superman, she's like, I'm only here because my boyfriend's dead. Like, that's all you heard from Wonder Woman. Only here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, guys, I brought my boyfriend back. It didn't turn out yeah. well. This isn't going to turn out well either. And then the second thing about them not bringing up, you know, like the 80s. I mean, people mm. could be treating that whole dream, like, wish thing. Like, mm. people think about their old 80s prom dresses. I'm pretty sure people just don't want to <laughs> remember it. They're just so, sick of it. So exactly. So I mean, besides that, I mean, I, I I think having Bruce Wayne being so mopey in this and the and the other movies to me proves that he did get the chance to bring his parents back and then he lost them again. So like that comic 
book scene of like him grabbing both of his ghost parents and going, don't leave me, don't leave me. In my yeah. mind, that happened in this universe. And that's why he's so mm. all the time. Plot twist. Bruce didn't wish for it. Alfred did. Alfred? Alfred that would did. explain it, it, his... Alfred had to wish them away. Ryan, I'm going to talk to you after every DC movie from now on because you do a good job of filling in the little things I hate about things and making them sound good. Well, it's the reason why I can do this specifically with DC is because there are still very few movies. Sure. So it's very easy to do that with. If I would have been like having these same issues that I had with DC with Marvel by like halfway through phase two. Mm-hmm. I I wouldn't be on the podcast anymore it. because I couldn't talk Marvel. I mean, just because of like the amount of movies they have, I could not piece together like this like I can with DC at the moment. There's just too much. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show, Chad, in chat says, I haven't heard anyone say anything good about Wonder Woman 84, but I think I'm still going to watch it at some point. Let's all say something good it's about worth Wonder it. Woman 84. Let's do it. Ryan, I It... It's a good action movie. You it, take away the superhero stuff, it's a decent action movie set in the 80s. Um, Devin, Chad, you got one? Being all mad. Yeah. Um, no, look, I think that Gal Gadot does a wonderful job. I think Chris Pine does an awesome job. And Mando, I can't remember his name. Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal. I mean, look, the actors in it are great and freaking kill it. It's it has the same problem this movie does, where the writing is bad, but the actors nail it. Like they take what they're given with and they make it work the best way that they can. Um, I will say that Wonder Woman eighty four has some stunning visuals. Like if it wasn't for the whole scene before it, that scene where they're flying through the fireworks in the jet would be a lot cooler. And I think it suffered from being watched on a television screen. My review of Wonder Woman is it it's okay, but it could be better. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like Pedro Pascal says that in the movie and it pretty much sums up that movie. It's, uh, but okay. We're not talking about Wonder Woman 84. We're talking about 2017's Justice League. Justice League. So Devin, before we get into this, what do you know about the post-production, like behind the scenes on this movie? I know that at some point, Zack Snyder stepped away. Joss Whedon came in. I know that there was a thing with Henry Cavill's mustache. Okay. Which, obvious. Um, and then I know that... Do you Wait, do you not know the mustache thing, Brian? No, I know it. I just never see. Like, every, every single person, whenever we're on a podcast, and all you movie... I am not as big of a movie <laughs> nut as anybody else's that I'm ever on a podcast with. I'm just going to put that out there right now. So when I rewatched this film and I like, I didn't catch it the first time I knew mm-hmm. about the mustache. I didn't catch it. And then people were talking about, Oh yeah, the upper lip, it was so obvious. And da, 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 da. then finally I'm like, okay, I'm going to find the messed up upper lip where they covered the mustache and I'm watching and I watched it twice. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't see where the mess up. You don't with, see it. I don't see the screw up. Okay. So, it's noticeable if you watch what he says. Like a lot of it is, he just doesn't move his upper lip at all. He just kind of has subtle. Even though what he's saying will be like loud and dramatic, his lips will just move like this, and it doesn't really move at all. Um, it's it, more that. Yeah. 
It's more. I, it, it's just uncanny. Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. I think they should have just left him with the mustache for after he uh, comes back. Why not? No, I have a bigger man, problem. That man could pull off some facial hair. I have a bigger problem with the way he looked when he came back from the dead, but we can get into that later okay. because that's one of my biggest pet peeves with this movie. Oh, good, okay. good, good, good. Do you want? Right. Uh, I think I know what you're going to say, and we'll get into that because I think it's I think you're in for a treat. Um, okay, so you know Zack Snyder stepped away. You know Joss Whedon came in, and you know about the mustache. And I think like I think like Ben Affleck was like it was bad, and like that's all I know. So this is this is what <laughs> happened. Uh, during post-production, Zack Snyder had to step away because his daughter passed away. Uh, she uh, committed suicide. Oh, jeez. Uh, so he, he stepped away from post-production on this film. Joss Whedon was brought in to oversee the post-production process in May of 2017. Um, in, in, Jul- in July, they started doing reshoots for the movie, which I have the number here. They... Um, spent $25 million on reshoots. Usually what? a film like this spends 6 to $10 million, but they went underwent um, two months, two months of reshoots. Um, in that wow. process, the cinematographer was replaced, the score composer was replaced, a lot of the crew original work that they did with Zack Snyder was replaced in this film. Zack Snyder still received directing credit. Joss Whedon received screenwriting credit because he wrote for the reshoots. So that's where the script falls apart. Um, during a pre-production pro, uh, screening, like like post-production, Deborah Snyder, uh, who is Zack Snyder's wife, and Chris Nolan, who is a producer on the film, saw a screening of this cut, and Chris... Christopher Nolan said to Deborah Snyder, Zach can never see this movie. Oh, because it's so far away from his original vision. Um, Is that so? Yes. And not to mention, there's been a lot of reporting from Ray Fisher, who plays Cyborg in this, that there was a lot of. It was an abusive atmosphere on the set for the reshoots. Uh, he's been naming names with DC. There was a whole investigation with Warner Brothers wow. and AT&T looking into his accusations. Nothing's come of that. And he's pretty much stood his ground to the point where he will no longer be working in Hollywood. Wow. Um, and this was like his big break. Like he was supposed to be in the Flash movie. They've rewritten him out of it. Um, so there's a lot of things that came out of this movie besides the Snyder Cut. Um Danny Elfman was brought in the last minute to redo the score. Um, do you have any questions, Devin or Ryan? <laughs> this whole, this, this whole kind of like, I never knew what the family emergency was. And yeah. I knew that there was a ton of crap that happened behind the scenes when the directors were switched. And this just all fits. Like I figured it had to be something really serious. That is extremely serious. So that would make yeah. sense. And then for everybody to be like bad mouthing, like the, the the people in 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 the industry itself to be bad bad mouthing the movie the way they did, this all makes sense. So it's like the puzzles coming together. It, so and the other thing is they they started production on this right at around the time Batman v Superman came out. So the script was already greenlit. They were into production, 
And I think Warner Brothers looked at Batman v Superman's reception and got cold feet. They're like, oh, wait, people don't like this. Like, we're committing to a two-part film with mm. this script and these this director. Like, I think they took a took advantage of the situation in a way that they shouldn't have. Um, so, I think that's part so of then, Well, this was something I did want to bring up today because watching this, I went, I don't want to watch this again. Like, because there's going to be the Snyder Cut. And I was like, I don't, I mean, like it, for me, it feels like those same story beats have to happen in order for, um, in order for like the, the Snyder cut to happen. But if it's really that much where they were like, they did that many reshoots and they took that much of the movie away from Zack Snyder, that's really cool. Like, and I feel like I might get a different movie. From everything that I've seen, it looks mm-hmm. like we it's going to be the same beats. Like it's still Steppenwolf is the main bad guy. Okay. Um, but there is a lot that's changed. Um, okay. The main, the main thing that I pick up from the, we, we will be showing a trail, the visuals of a trailer for, for the Snyder cut. Oh, cool. Later on in the show. Um, the main thing that's different is that Martha and Lois scene is not at a, in a break room at the daily <sighs> planet. Is it gone completely? No, it's different, but it it's a completely different setting. So it's not like in a break room because it. Oh, I don't know why you show the Daily Planet and just make it look like an everyday office and don't show Perry White unless you can't just get Lawrence Fishburne back for the reshoots. Right. Especially when he was such a big part of the last two films. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping he Brian was that Snyder cut. Was that scene as bad for you too? No. The one that I no, you didn't hate that scene. I it just felt like a normal flow. Like I they they were talking and it's like the location like if they were having that conversation in the middle of laser tag or a pool hall, yeah, I'd be like what the hell is this? But they're they're talking at work. It my I guess my problem is like it fails the Bechdel test cuz all they talk about is Clark and Superman. Like, but, and, but like, they're, they're grieving. Yeah, but you don't need, no, it, I don't need Martha Kent to make a, a thirsty joke. Yes, that was it. Is Do not give me ever, ever, ever Ma Kent saying you're the thirstiest girl he's ever seen. Stop it. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan's okay with it. Ryan, do you know what thirsty means? Yes, I know what thirsty means, and I feel like you guys are being a little bit too, like, oh, like, here's the thing. She is, they are depicting her as an older woman, okay? Mm-hmm. And she is quoting what was said. Now, yeah. we all know that Clark, from, I guess, I mean, the, the fact that it's modern time, but if we go back to, like, Superman the movie, like Devin pointed out during that one, he's even further behind the times as everybody else. So he mm-hmm. says like swell and, you know, jolly and like stuff like that. So when Clark says, you know, she's the thirstiest woman I've, you know, that, you know, that I've ever met, it it comes off as when, when she corrects herself, meaning hungry. Yeah. So, or right. said hungry and because she's upset, she's, of age she had it slipped and to her she didn't realize what she said until after the fact and to be perfectly honest i'd rather a joke like that than boner 
What? You're, you are absolutely right. Yeah. You're, and I also like <laughs> prefer that to like, oh, what's it you kids do nowadays? Emojis. Like, yeah. I understand the sentiment they wanted to get across from her, and I feel like this was the most elegant way to do it. But I don't know. I just yeah. ugh. Ugh. Well, that and you're talking to somebody who would troll people in like local news comments or like geek fan groups and when people start like fawning over like a celebrity there's a gif of water splashing on the word thirsty but you can't see it until the water hits it and then Good. it says thirsty yeah i i would post that in replies to people whenever they were acting thirsty so to me the whole thing's a played out <laughs> joke so it's not really that funny anymore and it's an old Got joke so her, right now. so i mean like her making that joke to me kind of makes sense because i stopped you i stopped doing that trolling thing like five mm-hmm. years ago i get it so like you're just like over that's, it that's yeah so i mean like i mean you two can have all the problems with it as you want. That's perfectly fine because I know that other people do too. I'm just sitting over here going, at least it wasn't a boner joke. Well, okay. So <laughs> the other thing is like my biggest problem with it is it completely changes the character of Lois Lane from the previous two films. And I get that she's grieving and they have that moment at the end of the film where she's like, I, you'd been so disappointed in me, but it's such a drastic change. And it's, if we had seen more of Lois in this film, if they had given her an actual storyline besides, oh, I'm sad because Clark's dead, I would, I'd be fine with that scene. But that's all she's there for. She's not in this movie until he comes back. They, you sh- they show her grieving at the statue and they show her in that mm-hmm. scene. If they had given her more to do, it would have been a lot better for me. It, would, it wouldn't stick out as much as a sore thumb. Does that make sense? No, I, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Well, I got you 100 percent on that point. And to that point, I remember like so. We just watched Superman the movie. I remember thinking, "Wow, I really like this Lois Lane." I remember liking Amy Adams a little better though. And then I rewatched this movie and went, "Oh, maybe I don't." See, sure. when when I did the the watch along with uh, Nerf Herders Assemble on Man of Steel, I I made the mistake of saying, "I don't know how I feel about." Amy Adams is Lois Lane. And then we yeah. watched the film and I was like, you know what? I don't know what it is, but I think I was wrong earlier. Like I really do like her Lois Lane. Yeah. I think there's just like one moment at the beginning of the film that I didn't like, like a line that she's, that was cheesy. And then the rest of it, I was thirsty line again. Yeah. No, it wasn't that. Um, <laughs> and it wasn't that she shoots an icon either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just wish they, like, having watched the, the trilogy of films up to this point before this, I wish they had stuck stuck her character's landing a little bit more. It just felt so off, and I'm hoping the Snyder Cut does a better job of that, because it's obvious that these were reshoots for, uh, just from the trailers for the Snyder Cut, it's obvious that that scene was in, in the reshoots. Oh, wow. And based on what I know of the Snyder Cut, it's uh, it's really obvious that, that scenes from the reshoots because they there's a there's a thing in that scene that they did not do in this version that I'm hoping is in the Snyder Cut. Weird. Okay. See, it sounds like you know more about the Snyder Cut than I do. I know too much about the Snyder Cut. Uh, before it was officially released, there were a lot of leaks that I got wind of, and I kind of wish I hadn't now. Sure. Um, but I'll talk about that next week when we talk about the Snyder Cut. Um, Good. So 
one thing I one thing that I think does kind of work in this film is the side characters of the Justice League. So Bruce and Diana, not so much, but Barry Allen still works. Aquaman works to a point. Um, and there's just not, there's not enough cyborg no. in this. That, that's the other thing too. They cut a lot of cyborg stuff oh. from the theatrical cut. He was supposed to be the heart of this movie and then he's barely in it. Weird. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So hold on. I want to, I want to, Talk a little bit about one thing you said. You said Barry Allen works, Aquaman kind of works. I had like the opposite. I did not like the Flash in this movie. Okay. I want to hear your guys' thoughts. I, okay. So I like his performance. I don't like some of the things the script has him do. And neither did did Gal Gadot for the reshoots. Um, Really? Yeah. uh, We'll get into that in a second. I, I like Ezra Miller's performance as Barry Allen, especially the, the scenes where he's like giddy about being a superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the moment where he's like, I don't know how to save people. I think that still works. And I, mm-hmm. I like Bruce. I like, um, I like Ben Affleck's scene where he's just like, save one. Like, I still like yeah. that. Um, he, I think I messed up on what I was saying. I do like Aquaman in this more. He does. Okay. He, he's pretty consistent. Um, and we've gotten to see more of him. So he is consistent to his film as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Barry Allen has some weird jokes that don't really fit in the tone of the overall DCEU. But for this movie, they work. They just don't hit for me as well. Ryan, what did you think of, of the flash? Oh. The Flash. I, I forgot his name for a second. I was like, Speedster? That's it's not okay. it. Um, well, my first, my list of issues with The Flash. One, Justin Long should be playing The Flash. I mean, I'm just... <laughs> Justin Long from Accepted. Like oh, that, yeah. Justin oh, Long yeah. Oh, yeah. should be The I'm Flash. But anyway, there's no time machine. He's you can't too, build a DeLorean. So. I know. Now, he's too yeah. old now. He's too <laughs> old now. I know. And it it upsets me. So that's my one issue that I have that is kind of an impossible one to fix. But anyway, um, I get that when you introduce somebody that is not antisocial, but is more of an introvert, mm-hmm. which he is. There's supposed to be something to kind of prove that, and usually they do it as a joke, and that's fine, it's whatever. I've never heard of an introvert being upset about how they're portrayed. Mm-hmm. Brunch? That's the joke you go for? Yeah, man, that was really? so... Ugh. That was bad. That was, was bad. like... That, like... That didn't read of a homeless kid. That read as a upper middle class LA suburbanite who wants to be edgy. So Joss Whedon. <laughs> so Joss Whedon, yeah. There yeah. we go. So no, that's I, what that yeah. I bet his writing process was I need a food. Like what it, I already did shawarma. Um, <laughs> yeah. Shawarma hit. What else do people get? Brunch. Let's do brunch. Yeah. So I mean overall I kind of, I did like his character. I I am looking forward to like a flash movie. Um, I feel, I feel like him on his own would be better than in the group. I, so after the Justice League, the only DC movie I'm looking forward to is the Flash movie because you're bringing him in. It's directed by the guy who did the It movies. 
Good. Ben, oh. ben Affleck's gonna be in it. Michael Keaton's gonna what? be in it. Oh yeah, like they're bringing. It's gonna have all the Batmans. That's uh, cool. Uh, so, yeah. It might as well be Batman into the multiverse. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm. Uh, th- those are my only things with the Flash. Now, when it comes to Aquaman, mm-hmm. I am so cynical about that character that every time I see Jason Momoa on screen, mm-hmm. in the back of my mind, going, they just wanted something completely different than what the cartoon was. That's the only reason why they got him as Aquaman because they wanted somebody who wasn't pale skin and blonde hair. And so to me, I know that is not the actual reason why they picked Jason Momoa to be Aquaman. He's a good Aquaman. He's funny. I like him. No, no, no. But I think that you still can't do that. You're kind of right. Aquaman does have a bad reputation. And I think the chat earlier on brought it up. The DC animated movies have been nailing it when it comes to the DC stuff. And Aquaman in those is pretty badass. Like he doesn't just talk to fish and ride dolphins. He he does some cool stuff. There's a whole movie where he's the antagonist uh, to the justice league. So, which, um, yeah, which I mean, those storylines and, and those, and those potentials are there. It's just whenever I see Jason on screen and this whole Aquaman thing with him, it's just, it's one of those things from the back of my mind. I'm just like, really? This is what you're doing to like the Aryan child of the Justice League, and wait, which is completely is it, fine. <laughs> Just isn't there like a there. line of Aquaman comics where like he has the long black hair and like a hook hand? Like, isn't that like a canon look for him? Yeah, I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll show you guys. But That's my thing with Aquaman is that it was my dad's favorite superhero, uh, and I never understood it ever, ever, ever. Because I was like, what if it happened, a uh, crime happens five feet inland? What are you going to do now, Dad? And he never had a good, like, reaction except for, like, one scene of a comic where, like, he had sharks attack at, like, an aquarium or something. So I was like, all right, fine. He's a dumb superhero. And I think every time he's portrayed well, I'm just like, ah, got me again, Dad. <laughs> well, but isn't he, like, a demigod like Hercules, right? I think he is. Like, he's, uh, like, he, something. He, yeah. He's from Atlantis. So, okay. if you want to read into this, I believe in the DCEU, um, the Amazonians and the Elysians are all descendants of Kryptonians. What? Yeah. So, the ship in Man of Steel that he finds in the Arctic that mm-hmm. is now crashed in the middle of Metropolis and they just never moved it, that was <laughs> from thousands of years ago, uh... Kara Zor-El, or uh, otherwise known as Supergirl, flew that ship here when they were exploring the universe, trying to find habitable planets. And supposedly, in a comic line, like it's in a prequel comic to Man of Steel, it's hinted at that the Elysians and the Amazonians are all descendants mm-hmm. of, or at least partly descendants of those Kryptonians. Weird. Okay. They don't address it in the film, so I don't know if it's actually canon, but... In my mind, it makes sense. I feel like the films just be like, eh, they're like gods. We talk about gods all the time. Yeah. It's gods. They show a god in this one. They show They Zeus. show two of them. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that was Zeus. I, I thought it was Zeus with the lightning. Maybe it was I thought Zeus. it was Raiden. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, 
Where were we? Aquaman. We were in Aquaman. So, so was I right in thinking that the only character that gets an actual beginning, middle, end story arc in this is Flash? Because... (laughs) Not wrong. But, like, I don't... Like, what was Wonder Woman's, like, character growth in this? What was... Like what was bat? What was Batman's? Like you follow him through most of it. Like, Batman, okay, was, so let, let's let's talk through this. So Batman wants to build a team. He builds, the and team. then he wants to bring back Superman. He brings back Superman. He wants to save the world. They save the world. Like money buys you everything. Got yeah. it. What's your superpower? I'm rich. Like <laughs> check mark, check mark. Yeah, no, yeah got middle it. Middle yeah. event. Three things. He finished every every single <laughs> one of his goals. I mean. He's a businessman. He knew exactly what he needed to do. He did a diagram. He went after the people who could do the job, and they completed it. And they're all going to get bonuses, and the quarter is going to be good for them. I think what what this film suffers from is like it it takes until the halfway point of the movie for him to really show his like really deal with his grief over Superman's death. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't do a good job of dealing with that because it. It hints that he's affected by it, but it doesn't, doesn't do a great job of it. It's just like, oh yeah, I want to bring him back. Like it, um, Justice stocks are rocketing this quarter. Uh, <laughs> quick, mm-hmm. somebody tell Wall Street bets. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, At- I, and I feel like that 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 was something that was lost in the reshoots is like mm-hmm. some of his character stuff. But he, well, he I feel does like any that, character stuff got lost. Yeah. Uh, even with uh. So Diana doesn't really have one because she's just kind of like, I'm here. I don't want you to bring back Superman, but I'm going to help you, I guess, because. Well, that that's why I thought her plot was I miss my boyfriend. Like put anything in there. And I guess that's her motivation. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm still trying to get my head around <laughs> why her just... only thing in the film is to bring her boyfriend back. Was the one line? You are seriously running off of one throwaway line. Listen, it's because I think it's the only bit of emotion we get from her character at all in this. Aside from like, I really don't want like, I really don't want you to bring Superman back. Nah, you're doing it anyway. Like she doesn't emote. She doesn't like have an opinion really. She's just there. Because my thing is that it's not just her. It's the Amazonians, too. So the mm-hmm. Amazonians part of their storyline in this is also hers. That's how I combine that. Oh. Okay, so I get to that. To me, the whole... Of, because, I mean, they're sending... Like I said, when we were talking about Superman the movie. Mm-hmm. When I brought up the fact that there was a film and they yeah. say, you know, like, the men are going... That's obviously this. The fire, um, yeah. Yeah, the fire they're doing that to get her attention. And then that's what turns her decision on what to do around. So really to me, it's not just her and the very few scenes that she's in. It's what they have to deal with too. And the fact Mm -hmm. that they did not play born to be wild at any point in this movie upsets (laughs) me. Good. But they say they play, they play um, icky thump. So that I'm, I'm cool with that. Is that one of Steppenwolf's uh, songs? No, that's one of. Um, yeah, so the... it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. It needs to be <laughs> st- specifically it's the, Steppenwolf. It's the white stripes. It's the white stripes. <laughs> oh yeah. There's even a song that, that that they did called "The Punisher." So I mean, that could even work too. That's that's Marvel. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. Marvel that's Marvel and right. like like right wing militias. 
Yeah, <laughs> true. So hold on. Now that saying. now that we're talking about Steppenwolf, this was the one thing I got in the weeds about. What was his deal? Like, I get that he had like an Infinity War gauntlet thing. He had to collect three boxes. One of them was called Mother Box, or all of them were called they Mother were, Box. They were all Mother Boxes. Okay, good. And then he kept going, Mother, I'm going to get them. Don't worry. Like, did he have his mom like in his ear and was talking to her? Like, was he just crazy because the first time he lost the mother boxes and they just make the planet a different planet? Yeah. Th- He's one of the lost crewmen and an alien. <laughs> I don't get the joke, but I'm on board. He, so I think the mother thing makes a little bit more sense going into the Snyder cut. Okay. Uh, my biggest problem with him is the dark side line. Yes. Because okay. It's such a throwaway line. Um, what did you think of that, Devin? I don't know what dark side means, and I just like pictured Palpatine like something, oh, something really? dark side. You, you, I don't, don't get. Okay, so dark side is pretty much the DC equivalent of Thanos. Are they were they setting up a DC Thanos in that? They, they kind of were. Yeah. Uh, unamused. Ryan, you got something? Did. Did you just say unamused or amused? Un- unamused. Okay, so question. Is Dark Side concept of Dark Side an older character than Thanos? It's a, as in creation in the comic books, like I when they air. I think so. I think uh the new god he's from the new gods, which I think was before Thanos. But okay. no, I think the dark new gods were the sixties for DC. I think Thanos was the seventies for Marvel. I'm okay. not an expert on that, so don't quote me. Um, All I needed to know was that Darkseid is an older character in concept than Thanos. Then in that case, the fact the sh- that these... De- for, for another show, Chad's checking it up for us. He's so. fact-checking Thank for you. us. Thank you, Chad. But if that is the case, then that means that just because DC is slower to the gate to make a movie about this, and even though they're similar characters, it does not damage anything for me in in that regard because if that was the case and i was upset about stuff like that i would hate iron man because i like batman okay i mean it's fair that's fair and and to be fair i like there's a lot of like analogous characters between the two series because it doesn't mm-hmm. like doesn't marvel have like submariner mm-hmm. oh yeah they do. yeah rumor is he's that. gonna show up in black panther 2 so okay yeah, that's. I mean, uh, I'm sure. Mar- I'm sure Marvel will do it fine. I'm I mean, just like Marvel Ugh. even has a Wonder Man, so they do have a Wonder Man. That's funny and gross, and I don't um, like it. So looking at the chat, uh, somebody said, "I just want to see Alfred chopping wood scenes." Okay. Uh, <laughs> now, okay. now, th- that in is... the breached pants or not in the breached pants? For Alfred, aren't aren't breached pants necessary? Like, isn't that... I feel like that's part of the whole thing. I'm trying to get at the fact that, like, Alfred is always depicted as wearing, like, a suit and their mm-hmm. classical butler. And Not here we have... <laughs> no. And here we have Alfred walking around looking like a... I mean, he is a, he is and always was a retired British commando. But do they, but do they really need to, like, blast you in the face with, like, the <laughs> faded baby blue army outfit wearing the tan sweater over and like the breached like paratrooper boots and pants like i just find that funny like 
you know, like there's Alfred dressing every morning like it's the glory days and he's <laughs> babysitting a billionaire. So I, I've talked to, I've talked a lot about characters changing between films. Alfred has stayed mm-hmm. the same between Batman v Superman and this. He's still mm-hmm. sassy as hell and I love it. Jer- same here. Yeah. If Ben Affleck's coming back for Flash and they don't get Jeremy Irons, I will riot because that man is a phenomenal Alfred, and I love his sass. He has some of the best lines in this movie and in Batman v Superman, where he's like, it looks like you have a a date, Miss Prince. About time something (laughs) around here does. Like, it's just phenomenal. All right, looking at the chat, uh, our fact checker, checker says Darkseid appeared in 1970. Thanos appeared in 1973, so... That feels like almost a direct ripoff. Like, that's like, all right, well, let's keep this for a couple months and then we'll start making it. Yeah. Um, okay. Thanks, Chad, so, by the way. Do, do we want to talk about Cyborg at all? What Do you guys know much about Cyborg? He's, I uh, knew he was in Teen Titans. Okay. That's, that's about it okay. for me. He, um... In the New 52, which was a comic reboot of the DC Universe a few years ago, he was one of the founding members of the Justice League. So that's part of the reason he's in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they kept his origin the same with the boom to, with the uh, mother box and being connected to the dark side of things and all of that. Um, so yeah, he is a teen titan. He's also a member of the Doom Patrol. Uh, I don't think oh. you guys saw that episode, any episode no. of him, because he's not in the pilot, but... He, um, how do we feel about him in this film? Because he, he delivers his, his catchphrase and does what he needs to do with the mother boxes. But what did you think of his performance for a, a new actor and the CG, his, his costume? what did you guys think of Cyborg? I liked him. Like I legitly really liked the character. I actually wish there was a little bit more of him. Oh boy. Are you in for a treat? Well, because I had the exact same thing. I like his idea where he was like, or I like the idea that he was like, I'm not really in control of these powers. They're getting more intense every day and I'm just kind of reacting to it. And plus that whole like, I kind of like the whole like, am I the bad guy? Like that he went through in the first scene. I feel like there was a lot to go through with his character. And the movie was just like, we don't have time for you. Say your lines. We're going to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you will be seeing more of him in the Snyder Cut. Cool. Okay. You'll be good. seeing you'll be seeing more of him in the trailer that I'm going to show you guys. Oh. Um. When do we want to do that? Do we want to do that now? I feel like this might be a good time to let's do it. Are we going to get into Dead Superman before or after this? Can we get into Dead Superman let's now? Actually, I really yeah, want to talk about do, Dead let's Superman. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Dead Soup. Now, granted, this is the first comic book that I legitly read mm-hmm. or had read to me was Death of Superman. I think it was 1993. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When that came out, that was the legit first comic book that I looked through. Mm-hmm. And then my parents got me all of the, you know, like Man of Steel and Super Teen and all of the like branch off ones that they did. And then I got the like Return of Superman comic. When Superman comes back from the dead, he is supposed to look like the lead singer of Pearl Jam. Give me a second to second to Google. He is supposed to have long hair. I don't know if his hair is brown or black, but it's supposed to be black. It's black. He is yeah. suppo- it's, it's black. 
he's supposed to look like the lead singer of a grunge band. Got it. Not the same Superman, because he changes when he comes back. And not just becomes Bizarro Superman for two minutes. Five minutes, yeah. Yeah, like, he legitly comes back different, and he looks different, and he has the black suit and the silver S, and that's how he's supposed to look. And I was so disappointed when they were like, oh, look, it's normal Superman. Yeah. I will say, one of the moments that still gets me, like, one of the moments I still enjoy in this film is when they're fighting Superman after he comes back and Flash is running and they just have that moment where they turn and look at each other <laughs> and Flash is like, oh no, like, what did I do? Like, I just love that moment because it's, I love a moment where you not have any dialogue but still know exactly what both characters are thinking and that's such a good moment for me. I don't know why that scene just fell so flat for me because I was like, we know he's going to be the good guy by the end of this movie. Can we get over this fight so we can get him to where he needs to be? And, like, I I almost never feel like that about, like, things in superhero movies. Because, like, a lot of it is predictable. And, like, I just am along for the ride. But that scene, I think, committed the biggest sin of the movie for me. Uh, there was a scene where he, like, takes... Where Superman takes a swing at Batman and hits his own, like, mark... Or his own, like, memorial. And the score in the back starts playing the, like... Superman theme song. From, I'm so like, the glad John... you brought this up. Yeah, I hate that. Don't do that. Okay, so I'm glad you brought this up because that was going to be my next point before we got into. Oh, cool. The, uh, I, that's the Hollywood art, Hollywood Reporter article that I have uh, uh, up. It's called "Danny Elfman Hates When Reboots Scrap Classic Themes." So mm-hmm. it's not only Superman's theme that they brought back; it's also Danny Elfman's Batman theme. Did you pick up on oh. that? No, I missed that one. I heard watch, it. You, you need to watch Batman. Um, or listen to the score. You need. You should have picked up on it, especially at the end when he's in the Batmobile. That's just... Like, that's oh, the Batman yeah. Theme. Yeah, that's the, that's the Tim Burton 1989 Batman Returns Batman theme. Uh-huh. Um, so Danny Elfman was brought in at the last minute to replace Junkie XL, who had been working on the score for Justice League. Mm-hmm. Um brought in last minute, replaced the whole score, was shoot like writing music as they were shooting scenes. He was doing it to storyboards. So it was wow. like a very rushed process. Um, but he said he's of the mind of these characters have classic themes. Don't get rid of those. So I say this now, if Danny Elfman gets rid of Dr. Strange's theme for Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be pissed because you can't like, <laughs> If you just better keep that theme, like I'm. Uh, <laughs> I like you that you're keep, like he be- too mad for words. Two now. things better happen in that score. It better keep his, the Michael Giacchino Doctor Strange theme, and it better bring back the Danny Elfman Spider-Man theme. Because if it's Multiverse of Madness and they don't do us do that score at some point in any of the MCU, I'm gonna be pissed. Oh, they have to. Yeah. So the I think it would been better if they would have gone into the classic batman score when superman punched the right the the the, the, the m- m- memorial i think that would have right. been better well because it made but, it yeah. feel like hey this is superman being heroic and it wasn't superman well, being heroic the thing is 
and my problem with that whole thing with him coming mm. back and acting the way that he did Kristen had me watch i think it was called the lazarus effect it was a horror movie about like a bunch of college kids bringing the things back from the dead i think i've seen and, this like one. Yeah. they don't come back like right and like they bring back a dog and the dog is really violent and then the mm. one character dies uh by an accident and the boyfriend's distraught so they bring her back and then they just start doing it to each other and it's like they just start like it's a horror film so yeah everything yeah. goes south but to me the way he was acting when i'm watching it this time and i'm like oh my god he was regenerated in a college basement why is he acting like this um the, the, the main problem I have with the score, besides the uh, the reuse of themes that just don't fit with these characters, mm-hmm. is it just feels like the Age of Ultron score because he did the same. He did this. It just oh. fe- feels like that Avengers theme that he tried to do for one movie and then wasn't asked back. I so. don't know, Ryan. You've seen it most recently. Did you? I, I yeah. I, haven't seen I don't listen to scores like that. I mean, yeah. that's Alan's niche. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I've had multiple ones up behind me every time I've done <laughs> one of these movies. For every exactly. single one of these. I love yeah. that. Um, I'm more about what, you know, modern music they play on the radio or the background of the characters. I'm not the orchestra person. He's the orchestra person. Long story short, I don't want Joss Whedon and Danny Elfman to work together because it just is a generic score to me. Like, I feel like... It's, yeah. It doesn't even sound like Danny Elfman. Like, it just sounds generic to me. And it's... The Justice League deserves better. So, are they going to get better in the Snyder Cut? Did they redo the music? Uh, no. Junkie XL came back. So, he, he got to keep his score that he worked on before and finish up for any scenes that needed it that weren't complete. So, pretty much everyone who worked on Justice League the first time around got to come back for the Snyder Cut. Oh, cool. So, speaking of the Snyder Cut, do you guys have the video up and ready to watch? Oh, uh, one second. <laughs> Let me see. All right. So, while you guys get that ready. So, the Snyder Cut is dropping this Thursday after a huge movement online to get Warner Brothers to release the film. Uh, it'll be a four-hour cut of the Justice League compared to the two-hour cut that we're talking about today. Um, it's going to be in a weird aspect ratio, which will be... Interesting. Um, I'm fine with it. Some people might not be. Um, so what's going to happen here is these Devin's never seen any footage from the Snyder Cut. Uh, so we're going to show we're going to show him the first trailer that they dropped back at DC Fandom, uh, and I'm going to play it here in the corner. We're going to get rid of the poster here in a second. It's not going to have sound because um, of copyright issues. I don't want to I don't want to play the. There's a song that gets you flagged uh the song is leonard cohen's hallelujah so if you have the if you have the watchman soundtrack laying around go ahead and cue that up because it'll it'll work for it um i i heard ryan's gonna sing it during the trailer yeah ryan's gonna sing it for us you're gonna sing it for us you're gonna sing leonard cohen's hallelujah Hallelujah. during the trailer hallelujah hallelujah there you go (laughs) that was honestly better than took me right better than i was expecting All right, you guys queued up. Take me to church. Okay. Yeah, oh, Ooh. Oh, Ryan. Damn. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I'm ready to go. I have it queued up. Okay. Ryan, you ready? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to hit play in three. Two, I hope this works. Three, two, one. Okay. All right. Playing. 
There's Darkseid. Wait, that's Darkseid? Mm-hmm. So the way they show him in this? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, they just did. I'm going to stop talking. I shouldn't have said that. Wait a minute. <laughs> what a good music cue. Is your scene? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Oh, I actually really like that design. Good, so they're no longer the super friends. <laughs> wow, that actually looks really good. And it brought up something that There's I forgot more. about. There's more? It? Yeah. Yeah, it, my, my version of it stopped. Okay. There, there was like a little stinger there with, uh, with the team. Oh, it's yeah. because you didn't go off the actual link that he sent us, did you, Devin? I found another one online, and yeah, exactly. I loved it. That's why. it was yeah. It was great. You're still missing out. You missed a part. <laughs> yeah. so okay, the, so hold on. I yeah. forgot about the one part that I saw. Like in the the whole like weird like Batman in a trench coat scene from Batman versus Superman. Are they going to address that in this? Oh, yeah. Good, because I oh, forgot yeah. that even happened. The nightmare sequence does play a part in the Snyder Cut. Um, you'll get to see nightmare versions of different characters besides Batman, uh, including one that was not in Justice League at all. And is played by uh, Jared Leto. Uh, <laughs> no, oh no! Yeah. I heard, I heard he does. We live in a society. Yeah, he does. Um, oh. but it it works. It works. Okay, good. Um, so other takeaways: Dark Side is in this. I don't know how good. much, but he will be showing up. Uh, Superman has a different color suit. Is that good, Ryan? Hmm. Are you? No, he has, it looks like Superman has the black suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I <laughs> Ryan loves it. No, no, no. I, uh, I do. I'm sorry because I'm, I'm listening to you guys talk about stuff that like I'm, and then like you asked me a question I wasn't expecting. Oh, gotcha. So, my mind wasn't there. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> so how like so was there anything in there that you saw that made you go, oh, well, that's different? Anything stick out to you? You said something about Stefan Wood's design. 
Yeah, he looks cool in this. Like, I don't know, I thought he looked kind of dumb in the other one. They they definitely changed his... That, that's the one thing this, the, this version of Justice League did. It changed a lot of the design aspects. So, like, the sky is a different color. Um, the design for, for Steppenwolf is not as spiky as he was in the mm-hmm. teaser in Batman v Superman extended cut. Um, Darkseid was not in the theatrical cut. No. Um, friend of the show, Chad, do not watch the theatrical cut. Uh, go back and watch it after you watch the Snyder cut. Watch the Snyder cut first. You're going to be our guinea pig because we almost did that with Devin. We're, we, I want you to watch the Snyder cut and then go back and watch this and tell me which one's better. Romana's doing that same experiment, by the way, she's oh, not really? watching. She's never seen the original, only watching the Snyder. So, okay. it, uh, it, yeah. And then, and then when we do the Snyder cut episode, maybe we'll have friend of the show, Chad on to talk about it. Yes. I need it. Uh, we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll see if it okay. works out. Um, but yeah, they changed a lot of design things. There's some more mm-hmm. scenes with Barry Allen that we didn't see before. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some more. I'm happy with, about that. There's more with Victor Stone's dad. Um, Which is what my reaction of like, yes, because yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. So. Um, I'm excited for it. Um, is there anything else you guys want to know about the Snyder Cut before... I think I want to go into it knowing as little as possible, but that trailer gave me hope that it's going to be the character-centric movie that I think it should have been. Because I was always told that DC was basically going to start with their adventures and then everyone was getting side movies. And if that's the case, why not make these characters intriguing and get me into the theaters to go see them? I think they were just kind of very 2D versions of what they could have been. And like, I want... I want more like I want this might be weird. I want more of Ben Affleck's Batman. I want to know more about him. I feel like there's more I don't know and I want it. Yeah. Ryan, how about you? Uh, I like what I saw. I like the fact that half of that trailer was new stuff. Yeah. Which is making me very hopeful. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't really have any questions. I'm, I'm just happy about what I saw. Um, yeah, a little I, upset that Born to Be Wild still wasn't, you know, <laughs> featured. But you know, we'll get there. Yeah, you'll get there eventually. You can make. You we'll can get make, there. You can make the Arno cut. The Arno cut. <laughs> that would not be good. Believe it's just me, Born to Be know. Wild throughout I'll, the I'll whole movie. I'll help you. No, it would be a four-hour movie cut down to the length of the song as a music video. It's actually kind of cool. That might be really cool, actually. That might actually be better than what we watched for today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for me, I'm excited for the Snyder Cut just because of the um, the storyteller aspect of it. Having Zack Snyder being able to f- tell the story that he intended to, finish the work that he started and was pulled away from because of this tragic moment. Uh-huh. Um, and I want to take a moment to say, if anyone out there is having a rough time, having suicidal th- thoughts... Reach out to our friends over at Victim and Villains. They have a lot mm-hmm. of great resources. Uh, Josh over there does a great job of uh, raising awareness for mental health and suicide prevention. Um, and we'll I'll, I'll make sure to have a link for uh, the Snyder Cut episode because we're, I feel like we're going to talk about that a bit more. Just from, just from press that I've heard uh, uh, Zack Snyder talk about 
the ending of the film, it, I think it does end with a tribute to his daughter. So, oh, um, so get the tissues ready. Uh, yeah, damn. Um, other than that, I will say that there is a red carpet event that you guys can watch on HBO Max featuring Zack Snyder and Kevin Smith, uh, which I will be tuning into before I watch the Snyder Cut on Friday. When are you guys watching it? Do you know? When is it? When is it? Like, is it, it, it first thing in the morning Friday, or is it going to be later? It's Thursday. Night? I don't know what time it's dropping. Um, I'm guessing it, it's thir- I'm guessing it's tomorrow at midnight. Oh, sure. I'm not. Sure. It might be three a.m. Possib- time. Possibly Sunday or maybe Monday morning. To be okay. honest. Okay. I'm watching it Friday night. Nice for the first time. I'm watching this before Falcon and Winter Soldier. So. Oh, I forgot that was this weekend. Yeah, that's this weekend. Oh um, man, I got a lot of superheroes to watch. Yeah, I mean it's superhero movie March Madness. So it is. Speaking of, if you haven't had the chance yet, make sure to go to our Facebook page or our Instagram and vote for your favorite Marvel movie that we have up today. It is Avengers versus Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok versus Deadpool. Yeah, it's a rough day. This is a hard day. One of them's hard for me. One of them's easy. Um, no, the the Black Panther Avengers one is literally tied on yeah. both mine and the podcast Instagrams. Yeah, it's tied on mine too, I believe. I Not love on that. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's friends are very definite about which ones they. Oh, like. they are very definite on the ones that oh, they no, like. Avengers took the lead. By, Did it? Yeah, on mine at least. Uh, by I one vote. <laughs> this might be the closest one I think we've ever had. Mine is still in a dead heat, which I really love. Like, get get out there and vote. This is going to be a really cool one, guys. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really... I just voted. Oh, yes, cool. We're, yes, we're voting in our own, our own bracket. We're voting in so, our own bracket so, on air, yeah. live. Um, you watched it happen. I already did that. Too late. We're, <laughs> we're getting it to do it before the Russians can. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we're ending it there on the Russian joke. I love it. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's, be, it's before Ryan can just go through and pull up like all the dead people and they like, all the people who uh, like the Sideshow Bob thing. Sideshow Bob thing from the Simpsons. What I'll do is find all the dead people that voted, find mm-hmm. the addresses, and then only show you on Google Maps the wrong side of the street where the addresses <laughs> should be. But if you turn Google Maps around you'll find the address they actually live at and they're a real person. That's, That's oddly specific, do. Ryan. I am very, I am being extremely specific because <laughs> yeah. I'm for being reasons. extremely specific. For, yeah. for, for reasons. reasons. I hate um, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I don't know what else to say. Uh, so tune yeah. in next, tune in next week. Uh, same time, Tuesday, 8 o'clock, here on Twitch and Facebook, we will be talking about the Snyder Cut of the Justice League for our 200th episode spectacular. Oh, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. We might have some guest stars stop by. Um, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. It so, is going to be a lot of fun. Um, until next time for You Have to Watch This Podcast. Actually, well, I already threw out Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can listen to our show on any major podcasting platform. We like to push people to Spotify. 
Um, but we're anywhere you can listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube if you want to catch up on older episodes of the show that aren't on our Twitch feed because they expire after a while. Um, so check us out on YouTube. Uh, and tune in Friday for a live stream with Devin playing something. I'll figure sure it out. I, yeah. I Look, every time I tease something, the game breaks on me just before I go to stream. Yeah. So I'm not saying anything this time. That's It'll why, be a surprise. That's why, we didn't, that's why we didn't tease our little Fortnite stream earlier. It's like, we're exactly. just going to go in and, and see what happens. So, we're doing right. it. Uh, Kirby's Avalanche. Please be a, be a Kirby's Avalanche. What is Kirby's? I'm doing it. I, want, I don't know what that is, but it sounds great. Oh, no. <laughs> I offended Ryan. Okay. Well, I think that does it for today's show. Um, for You Have to Watch This Podcast, I'm Alan. I'm Ryan. And I'm Devin. (laughs) And we'll see you next week.